what's up good people this is anita ray and welcome to the blunt truth rona gonna be a bitch man corona is a bitch i hate rona but anyway guys i told you the universe is telling us something we got to listen now the next four podcasts are gonna be a bit different because i want us to pass along some lessons and and i don't want just to come and talk to you about sex about madness and we're not learning anything from each other i talk about real life situations because i've been through so much shit i've been through so much shit in my 30 years of living Woo! i am that 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 in my 30 years of existence, I've been through a whole uh, bunch of shit. And I've been getting so many questions about my past, uh, so many questions about how I walked through life, so many questions about how I actually became a radio presenter. And the next four podcasts are going to be about me. I'm going to talk about my journey from as back as I can remember it. It's going to be painful. I might cry. It's going to hurt. But I hope and I pray more than anything. That in this whole journey, you learn something, you pick up something, and you understand. It's not how you start. Neither is it how you finish, by the way. People forget that. It's how you actually work towards getting better every single day. Because the finishing, that's it. It's the end. Finito, nothing comes out of that. But the every day, the struggle, the falling, the waking up, that's what makes life totally worth it. Now, guys, as you know me, most, most people don't even know my real name. My real name is Hannah. Not real name. The name my father gave me is Hannah. But then my mom spiced it and called me Anne. And my schoolmates spiced it better and called me Anita. So I'm Hannah. At home, people call me Hannah Wasoja. I've grown up in Angaragiga, a place called Kwarufas. I'm born, raised there. Uh, my dad is an Ati Dreadlock. He has a bar. People call him Soja. He's, he's my hero. I want to be my dad every day I grow up. I'm not sure if it's such a good thing because people say I drink like my dad, but I want to be him when I grow up. I still want to be that man when I grow up because he's an amazing man with an amazing heart and he's never given up on me. That's what I want to be when I become... I'm an older person. I never want to give up on my kids or anyone in my life. And if you've noticed, I try to fix people because that's who I always want to be, never giving up on people. When I was growing up, I, I, I found myself home, firstborn, named after my grandma. My dad adored that out of me. My dad used to spoil me to death when I was young, anything and everything I want. And my mom was, was okay. I remember back to my birthdays, my mom during, I remember when I was in class one, my birthday in school and everything. It was an okay family. I don't know where we went wrong though with raising me. I started becoming really, really, really naughty when I was in class one. Extremely naughty. Extremely naughty in the sense of uh, misbehaving in school, lying so much in school. My parents used to fight a lot. And that's the one thing I hate. I hate fighting in front of kids because it affected me a lot. So I hated being caught up in their messes a lot, you know. But you end up being caught up. You're the only child before my sister came. My sister came three years later. You end up being caught in that mess. You know, you're the only child. And my sister came and I think maybe things got a bit soft and a bit okay. My mom became nicer, I think. More easy. I don't know. <clears throat> then my grandfather was alive. So me and my grandfather were very close. So we used to go to Shags every holiday. Then my grandfather dies. I'm in class six. By the time I was in class six, I was haywire. Literally, I had said I want to be a chokora because my mom was really beating me up. And I know it's normal for our kids in our generation, but nah, it was too much. I used to bed wet a lot, I think, because of fear and a bit of maybe trauma without knowing. So, Niki Kojevi Kwakitanda, the beating Napatas boots. It's not a beating for bedwetting, it's just dramatic beating. And then, in case I ask my dad for something and he pay, and my mom would do, the beating used to get worse by the day. I, I, I sometimes try to understand our frustrations. I genuinely do, but I always think people have different kinds of parenting. I'll never vent out on my kid, no matter how bad the fathers are, you know. So after a while, and, 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 and class six, my grandfather died. Remember after that, my mom bought a nyahunyu. 
alijuma ni bayetu nyahunyu and i swear to god that woman used to my back has scars people ask me why i tattooed my back a lot it has a lot of scars my mom used to beat her so kuna kaleka mwisho kwa nyahunyu kugusa inatoka ngozi and she beat me all through class 6 7 and class 8 no my sister was already been beaten it was really bad and i hated my mom i never felt that motherly love of talking to my mom about anything i never told her anything I hated my mom. I hated her for the violence. I felt like her issues with my dad always came back to us. They're still fighting. I'm done with Clazet. I was so done with them. Yani I would have moved to another planet. Then in Clazet that's when I met a boyfriend thingish kind of thing, let's say that. After KCP. And he introduced me to weed. God, that was nice to be honest. It weed was an escape for me. So I used to stone. I had fun stoning I won't lie. It's not a good thing but for me it was a good escape. Ni after closet by the way. I went to Loreto Kiambu was admitted. I was really smart. I was number 3 on the admission list. Went to Loreto Kiambu boarding school was the best thing to ever happen to me and the worst thing because it was an escape. But an escape to what? I was lost, I was hurt, I was angry. So in high school I started selling alcohol, selling weed. Guy, I was just the devil bullying kids. Been in fights. Every time I got suspended, I literally paid someone to bring me back to school. I used to lie, I'm sick. Go home. That's how uninvolved my mom was. Get suspended. Go home. Stay home for two weeks. Go back to school. Pay some mommy used to sell changa. Come stand in as my parent. For two fucking years, you know. Two years, people. Two freaking fucking years, you know. Until when I got expelled. But then in school, I was disturbed. I was ever... Punishment. I was just a disturbed kid, like rebellious. I was everybody from Loreto Kembuzo was like, "Manze, who dem aliko gatua ni shual diake?" By the way, and then sometimes I used to be scared, bed wet. You really scared. So uh, when I was in form two, we went home for Christmas. Um, uh, when I was in form two, before we went home for Christmas, ni kahipa shule kwanza event ya TOK. It was 2004. An event ya TOK on November 19th. I'll never forget. Tuliko tumeskype shule tukiwa like a couple of us. Rudi shule tukapana tulipatikana tumeskype. So na tukawa tukamboa twende tuletwe wazazi ama tuexpelwe. Me didn't tell my parents. I went home imagine so ilikuwa time ya exam. We are about to close school. Miss kusema anything nikaenda home nikadanganya na results. Tulemboa tutapewa wazazi wakienda meeting. So my mom goes for a meeting. Then I had started this bad habit nikaenda tuition na skype naenda kwa na boyfriend yangu was called Tony. So my mom goes for a meeting and I'm like, "Ah, your daughter was sent home to bring you she had an issue at Aliko Expelue." My mom comes home, kuniuliza mimi nika panic. I went to hide at my boyfriend's place. My mom akatuma makarao. So me ran away from home. That's how I actually ran away from home. I was like, "Oh, hey, never ever 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 this is not happening to me. This is definitely not happening to me." My mom said, "No, we work around this. You have to go back to school in uniform and apologize and everything." Nilihepa home siku mbili tatu afika rudi home. My dad said in Rudiomo sitapigwa na mtu. When we went back to LK so si schools zime open I went I said nita apologize and I'll change. Mimi anita nibadilike. He? What? Shock on people. I decided not to run away from school. Wacha nyumbani shule yenyewe. There's this friend of ours she used to tell us about how place called Juja Road huko brother yake wanakaga huko they are junkies they use drugs they all sorts of madness then it sounded like a cool place to hang out and i mean awolizagi mtu so hashi had already been expelled that december for the skyving group so i looked for her literally i remember nilingia kwa matatu nikaenda town nikatafuta matatu zangara i walked from pango mpaka huko juja road kabisa place where the snow view kwa nyuma Niko na uniform don't forget. So I kept asking for the brothers, nimpaka nikampata. When I found the brother, nikamenda tafuta sister yako. 
Fold this issue so excited in comes a day to relax my mini and I should love like why not I can introduce to the life of weed we to smoke weed and hashish I can introduce to my best is I can poco me kama kuna kitumuo kwa pani prostitution that is the only thing I never got into and injecting myself those two things I had the fear of the Lord so when I went to Dujia Road I think that's when everything changed you know Nikona, I'm grown up and then I had a big body so I looked I started lying to people I'm 23 I swear I was a fucking 15 15 fucking years old you get huh hey ikaanza kudanganyana started helping them sell drugs i mean i look really innocent even right now with all my madness i said helping them sell drugs i used to get a lot of money per day because the more the drugs you sell the more the money you get and you see if people realize always you shikwa you become a kanaiska spot but the problem was sometimes mtakimbishwa mshikwe i remember it got so bad sometimes kuna lala kwa ba like literally it got so bad sometimes makona lala kwa ba there's this bar used to be a makuti bar so we used to go mnajificha kwa chom kidjom na tafuta na makarao mnasimama juu ya sinki ya cho i mean your cho wanafunga ba mnalala huko juu kwa makuti kama mejifunika na shawls like it was so bad sometimes genuinely the prostitutes have clients because i used to stay with them and they used to live in like a kaploti ya mapoko so unapata karibu wote wako na client and you seated outside a door umejifunika na shawl mmechilia hapo wamalizane sasa ile watamalizana wa kwanza waende ulale huko it was such a difficult life but for some weird reason i was comfortable i was always toned i didn't care i was always high i mean you just balance it i had become kind of a junkie to be very honest all this madness is going on they found me a boyfriend used to be called uncle oh god the memories of jijarod i had he used to be called uncle uncle loved me with all uncle knew i was a minor but he knew maybe i'm 17 he didn't think i'll be 15 you get uncle loved me for the weirdest thing at the weirdest the uncle never asked to have sex with me ever this fucker never touched me and he slept in the same bed and he took care of me and he just i think he just i don't know if he loved me i don't care what he was doing maybe he felt an obligation to take care of me he never touched me he was muslim okay me i love that boy why hey anita i am 15 my parents don't know where i am so one day one of those mapoko akakuja akasema anita unatafutwa kwa radio kambi uko sure kanambia yes i'm sure unatafutwa kwa radio i said okay i don't know maybe maybe not i'm not sure akambia mota crazy person umetangazwa kwa radio ya kikuyu mara mbili ha so people say getting scared i'll get them into trouble though like when how old are you cause una milikano lipotea shule so you see so the lady who introduced me i told her hey manze watu wanakaanika watajomini nani she hid me at her friend's place also now no you see now i'm hiding already from the prostitutes i'm hiding from the people she not even be hiding from and kakani kona hapa na mimi na msio doku hai so i went back and told them the truth yes niliepa home I am this old they were shocked by the way they're like we have to be careful usipatikane so you have to be dressing up and everything unavaka boy nini and i used to love being a tomboy it was fun i still continued selling drugs just so you know and selling drugs made me money and being a pimp for these prostitutes my god i used to be an innocent child yani it took heaven yani god akikupenda me never got into prostitution at all and they used to protect me yani nilikuwa mtoto wao So one time uh, uncle started sleeping around with one of the prostitutes. Akanishika nikiwa kwa uncle she bet the living demons out of me. So I stopped hanging out with the uncle or talking to him and said, "Eh, mimi wacha tu ni hang out na mapoko." Tukaanzaga saa kuingia tao. Nikakuwa nikafika mali nimegrow kwa industry nikaanza kupeleka tao. Hapo hivyo 680. Kitambo that's the zone and for this to go there and spike people and rob them like spike people literally and rob them. Kwanza sana sana wazungu walikuwa wanapenda kukaa kwa counter. Anakuja na kuwekea mchele, 
anakupeleka kwa room sijio huru wewe bila bahati unajipata hauna anything literally hauna anything sasa kazi yangu ilikuwa kwa I was on the lookout for them all the time I was on the lookout for them and for me I never thought it would be dangerous I mean I'm on the lookout nothing is going to happen to me nimekaa hapo nje walikuwa wanagangap na sawa cab so nimekaa hapo nje na Kineriko ukitoka vup tuko kwa cab tunaenda home for the first like the entire fair that gig was good it was really 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 good then march came I remember march I don't know I don't know much was just a bad man. So one day me and one of the prostitutes she was called Fiona. So we are walking to metoka downtown Ibiza ka kuna watu wanakumbuka club Ibiza tumetoka Ibiza tunapanda and we are going to eat at Red Robin opposite uh Jivanji. Code was starving. I was like but then we have to go eat something I'm really starving. And let's go grab a snack or something. So we walking to Napitia Kwenanga street of course. Kwa na mapoko hapo said hi to them walikuwa mabishti zao. Then the huo poko alikuwa wawili wakabebo so I was like ah situende basi tumewakalishwa amepata busy tuna si tukadishi Then when we were walking to Kikaribia Jivanji someone hit me with a rock from the back and I swear the amount of fear I felt that moment I will never feel any yani others they feel that much fear because alin hit and I was sure we were being robbed I was 100% sure we were being robbed And I was like ana nikishout aje akineriko penye wako the cab guys always is kia And then I used to have like a small cafon it was like a Siemens. I was like akia mama they, I don't I can't even move my phone cuz pengine ndio anatafuta. So Fiona starts screaming like acha nini na yeye ni mtoto ni nini mbaya na nini. So it's like kwani anawajua. And then I'm but then he hit me so much I started bleeding. So I'm subconscious I'm like what's going on? I'm scared, I'm freaked out. I have my bronchitis. I am struggling to breathe. I was scared. Then sikona to me and hela I was struggling to breathe by the way. It was not a funny situation at all like at all at all at all. So Nikamka that guy pulled me up alikuwa mrefu alikuwa mrefu and I think this is the first time I'm giving this story in the most honest bit this is the first time I'm giving my rape or deal without sugarcoating or without lying and this is the first time I'm being honest with it I told someone I don't know if I'll ever be honest with it because I have never gone through anything like that my whole life and I was genuinely scared So um he pulled me up and he was like alikuwa anaitwa Tol the short guy was calling him Tol Tol usimuumiza sana tunataka huyo mwenye tumeambua ni mtoto so it's like what's going on kuna they are gonna kidnap me ama what do they want i was so petrified hotola kana mrafanya nini hapo uko kazi nikamwambia pana napeleka Fiona tukakula na wewe nani najua Fiona je so Fiona is fighting with them acha nani nani mtoi manze italeta ngoni na wasi wengine mnajua ni mtoi so she was trying to convince them please don't touch her everybody in the group knows ni mtoto wetu so msimbuse kama oh the short one was called kama kama kasema please otomie jo group gani huko mbona mmekuja side yetu me didn't know they were sides i was so naive i was so fucking naive i knew nothing nothing so uh the guy the tall guy tall akatoa kisu and started threatening me and kama genuinely had a gun and i god yani it was getting from bad to us and i was like me i'm not dying like this and in the back of my mind i'm like aki they are going to kill me the things you've had what was a zangu my mind was telling me all sorts of things so kulikuwa na kinjia kia kuingia jivanji so they forced us like i'm nishika kisa niambia ukipiga nduru ukiongea na kudunga the fear in me couldn't even breathe well Fiona is there saying aki please msifanye hivi so Fiona pia anavutwa na mbwa Fiona unataka kabisa nikuumize so come and the guy was shot by the way kaingia Jivanji unajua vanya hizo vitu zinakuwa viti zinakuwa chuma kama wakasema nataka huyu mwenye ni vajo my heart stopped genuinely 
I was like, I have stayed away from sex my entire life. I fear sex. I dread sex. Why would you want to take away that from me? And I told God, Aki, everything but not this. Like me, I don't want to get raped. I don't want to get raped at all, at all, at all. I don't want to get raped. I don't. And I was so scared. I was so scared. And because of the fear, I looked at my panic. And this guy is pulling my jeans. And this other guy told Fiona is screaming. Fiona, she passed out. Like Fiona literally passed out. So she's there, she's bleeding. I'm ten times scared. This Kamaga is pulling my jeans, saying, He's struggling to even get inside of me. I'm so scared. My body won't even open up. That's, I understand why people get hurt during rape. Your body is not opening up. You're like closed. You can't move. You can't even move your legs. You're numb. You're scared. There's a knife on your neck. This tall guy is just standing there telling you, I am telling you, God. This guy is struggling so hard to enter. Keep saying, I was so, so scared. I was petrified. I was, God. Oh my God. It was, it was not a good experience. Now the worst thing happens. This guy is raping me, struggling to get inside of me. Then this other guy just removes his dick and like suck it. I'm like, no. He attempts to cut me with a knife and I panicked and he starts choking me, like putting his dick literally in my mouth and choking me with it. I have never even talked about this part of it because I have never felt, I don't think I'll ever be any more violated. I don't think I'll ever feel any more fucked up or useless or, I don't, I don't think I'll ever, I don't think anything is ever going to break me more than that. There are two men, one is trying to get inside of you, one has a dick in your mouth. You can bite him. He has a neck to your hair and a knife to your neck. And I'm there thinking, fuck, why don't I just die? Why am I even breathing? Like, why am I actually breathing? Like, what the fuck is wrong with God? Like, why am I breathing? I don't want to breathe. I don't want to breathe. I don't want to be alive. I don't want to wake up from this. I was telling God, it better be a bad dream. I am not waking up from this. I am not going to wake up. I refuse to wake up. I won't wake up. I won't and I won't and I won't. But I didn't die, did I? They were done. And I remember Tall saying, No, when he was done, I was limping, I was bleeding. He had used so much force. He had, I'm bleeding from my back overhead. I'm bleeding from my private parts. I'm, I'm hurt, I'm scared. I'm thinking Fiona is dead. And then they just pull Fiona up. I'm kujifanya. She's bleeding on her face. I'm walking, I'm limping, I'm in so much pain. And to, that Kamau guy literally looked at me and told me, Ujua sasa wewe ni wangu, nikikupata kwa street, tunakuja hapa nafanya hivyo tena. And I was like, Lord, I am going to fucking kill myself before he leaves. I will just fucking stab myself to death. And they literally walked us outside Jivanji, all the way around to outside Red Robin, and told us, and then him kakule. So Fiona, and they didn't rob us. So Fiona called Akinairiko. They came, took me to St. Teresa's in Sydney. I got checked. <sighs> I got checked. I refused to talk about it. I did not want to talk about it. 
at all at all at all <laughs>